630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Well, as the NHL continues to work their way towards a 2021 season, players coming back from Europe, ice being put into several locations in the U.S., the WHL has parked plans for a season to start on January the 8th. More signings in the CFL today, none by the double uh, E, but uh, negotiations ongoing, of course. A big max deal in the NBA involving Giannis attended a Kupo. Uh, I'll get that out of my, uh, I'll get my tongue tied a little bit later, and uh, we'll try that again. Yes, uh, the Bucks and Giannis signing a big, big contract for the next five years. So Raptor fans, <laughs> it's not happening. There was a big... There's big hope that Giannis would become a member of the Toronto Raptors after this current season. That isn't going to happen. So that uh, is a bit of a blow. Oh, speaking of the Raptors, uh, they're playing in Tampa, Florida for this season. Maybe they could come back and play in Toronto if things settle down with uh, with COVID-19 and the border restrictions. Uh, don't know when that's going to happen, though. Later in, the, uh, later in 2021, obviously. But uh, they're going to allow a limited number of fans to come into uh, the uh, Amelie Arena, that's where the Tampa Bay Lightning played, the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, they're going to allow a limited number of fans with a lot of uh, public health and uh, safety measures in place. How you doing tonight on this Tuesday? It's Dave Campbell and for Reed Wilkins this week. Coming up on the show, we'll head to Vancouver. We'll talk with Andrew Walker, who is the... Uh, host of the program on Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver. And we'll talk about the NHL uh, moving towards a return for a 2021 season. I guess they're calling it a 2020-2021 season. I guess officially that's what it is, even though there will be uh, no official games in that season uh, in the year 2020. So technically, I guess training camps could definitely start at the end of uh, at the end of the the last week of this month for the seven teams that didn't make the playoffs. But and we'll get to Andrew's thoughts on the Canadian division. The and also um, there is talk now or a little bit of heat the Canucks are receiving about the Orca logo by an Indigenous group. So we'll talk about that as well. It's definitely been a year of change. Uh, CFL talk after uh, 7 o'clock, between 7 and 7.30 with uh, Jamie Nye, good friend out of Regina, CJME Radio, the host of the Green Zone, used to work here, did sidelines for Edmonton football team broadcast for three seasons when uh, it was Halsey and myself in the booth. And um, we'll talk to Jamie about uh, some CFL stuff and some general sporting stuff. And Chuba Hubbard, Sherwood Park's Chuba Hubbard, who was, who was playing for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. He's not anymore. On the weekend, he said, I'm shutting it down. I'm not going to play anymore. Uh, I'm going to save myself now for the NFL draft. He's had a tough year with injuries. Last year, he had a tremendous season. Uh, led all running backs in the NCAA. Uh, won the uh, conference's running back of the year award. Was uh, in consideration for the Heisman. And he has shut it down so he can prepare for the NFL draft. So we'll uh, head to Oklahoma and talk with Frank Bonner, who uh, is a Oklahoma State athletic beat writer for Tulsa World. So let's get to it. Uh, late this afternoon, the Western Hockey League releases a statement. And they said they are delaying the start of their 2020-2021 WHO regular season 
And following further consultation with regional health authorities, the Board of Governors will meet in January to consider potential start dates. So we do not have a proposed start date for an amended start to the season. And the WHL citing with public health restrictions in place across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest United States, the league is not in a position to start its regular season as planned on January the 8th. The league will continue to work with government and health authorities in the in our region as we consider schedule options for the regular season. The WHL have developed a series of protocols and consultation with health authorities that are necessary to protect WHL players, staff, uh, staff officials, and fans during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, this is the quote I'll read from you now, and it's possible we'll get uh, more commentary and information from uh, WHL Commissioner Ron Robinson, but this is what he said in the statement. We continue to make every effort to get our season started, but our first priority has always been the health and safety of our players and everyone associated with the WHL. Given the public health restrictions that are currently in effect, we are not in a position to determine a new target date for our season. We will continue to consult with health authorities to determine when it is safe and responsible to get our season started. So the plan was to begin with, and and I don't imagine this plan will change, but the Alberta teams, including the Edmonton Oil Kings, and I believe there's five, were only going to play each other and try to limit the travel as, as much as possible. And in fact, we thought that maybe the Oil Kings would go to Lethbridge and play two, three games and then come back. But uh, we had Brent Sutter, the, uh, head coach, GM, and owner of the uh, Red Deer Rebels, and he said, no, that's not the case. That's not what the league wants to happen, which I know for myself and even Reed Wilkins, I mean, we talked about this off air, and we're like, I don't know how they do that. I mean, that's a lot of travel. That's that's expensive. So, But it is expensive to stay overnight in hotels. I understand that when this is a league that is very, very reliant on uh, gate revenue. Uh, big, big time. So uh, so the Alberta teams are going to play each other. Saskatchewan and Manitoba are actually going to play each other. Um, and I believe the 14-day quarantine, I don't know if that's still in effect in Manitoba, but that, that wasn't going to be an issue for the Saskatchewan teams entering Manitoba. The BC teams are going to play each other, and the American teams were going to play each other. Um, and it's an expansive league because you have uh, six territories you have two or four provinces and two territories uh, or two health uh, authorities in the U.S., in uh, Washington and also in uh, um, – um, hang on, I'm drawing a blank here. Oregon, that's right, uh, Oregon. Um, so you have six you have six provinces that you have to make sure you get the blessing of of all of them the governments and the health authorities so we don't know when the whl is going to start their season uh the quebec major junior hockey league they're on pause right now because the cases in quebec are surging and it was one of the three the only one of the three major junior leagues to play around its normal start date beginning in october but uh now we're waiting to see what the Q's next move will be. They want to start sometime in January as well. In fact, at one point, they created a bubble for the Quebec teams before the league said that's enough and we're going to just put the season on hold. And that happened late last month. Now, the Maritime teams haven't been affected as much. There's been a couple of uh, 
outbreaks, but not like Quebec. Quebec is under siege, basically. And the Ontario Hockey League, they plan to begin their season on February the 4th, uh, and they're having cases surge as well. Now, Ontario has only one province. Well, they actually do have a couple teams in the U.S., so there is an issue there about the border. And, I mean, I would imagine if they get off the ground, those teams in the States would have to come in, into Canada and probably find a temporary home to play in. So the WHL supposed to start January the 8th. They will not now. Indefinitely, they have postponed their season. They're going to have a board of governors meeting in early January to determine potential start dates. So that is where the Western Hockey League sits. So frustrating, frustrating process for everyone involved, obviously, because they, you have a date to look forward to. I mean, training camp was going to begin just after Christmas. But uh, now that's been put on hold, and we'll see what happens. The NHL story, uh, interesting uh, tweet from Adrian Dater today, who uh, former beat writer for the uh, Colorado Avalanche for the Denver Post. He's now writing for a, a online publication called Colorado Hockey Now. And he says, sources, NHL teams to play home games in their own buildings this season. Interesting tweet. Now, that was the headline to his article. In his standalone tweet, he says, I'm hearing that NHL games will not be played, or sorry, will be played in every home building this season. No hub cities. Chris Johnson today was on Hockey Central with uh, two individuals that we've had on this uh, program a few times, Jeff Merrick and Justin Bourne. And he says, well, you know, I... I, I I think hub cities are definitely in place still to start the season. You know, while it's still the preference of the owners and players to start with games in each of their own arenas, I, I think that, that, that as time goes along, there's an understanding that they might still have to start in, in regional hubs or bubbles, whatever you want to call it. That, that you know, one of the ways to, to maybe navigate this period where things appear to be getting worse rather than better is, is to, you know, is to have that, that bubble format. So, you know, nothing's been decided or, or committed to as far as I know in that regard, but I, I do think that there, there seems to be some, some thought out there that, you know, that they probably won't be starting this season uh, in each, in their own arenas. But, you know, as we saw back in the, in the, the springtime, early summer there, you know, the NHL waited to the last minute before committing. I think you'll see something similar, you know, I've heard some talk. We might not see uh, an official schedule of any sort until into early January, which is pretty short timing, given that you know we might have games on January 13th. To give, you know, given where the talk is at, and you know, I think that that you know the, the sides are focused on obviously hammering out the protocols, but also being nimble here and, and reacting to what COVID gives them, because ultimately that's that's kind of driving the bus. So we'll, we'll see what happens here. And I'm not discrediting, trying to discredit what Adrian Dater said. I mean, he has sources as well. He's been connected in this league for a long, long time. He says hub cities are not being considered. Chris Johnson is saying they are being considered. Elliot Friedman, as a matter of fact, uh, on Calgary Radio with, Pan, with Pat Steinberg, who's a frequent guest on this program, said there are four hub cities being considered. One in Columbus, one in Vegas, one in Newark, New Jersey, and one in either, this is familiar, Toronto or Edmonton. Which makes a lot of sense, obviously, because they set up the bubbles very well. And it was successful. Now, these would be temporary bubbles. This would not be uh, a four, you know, a, a two-month, three-month stint in a bubble. I think it goes back to what has been proposed if the league is going to use this option where you bring in all the teams, 
So the seven teams, and you're playing a bunch of games for probably two weeks, and then you release the teams to go back to their home cities so they can the players and the and all the personnel can spend time with their family for about a week. You go back into the hub and you play another set of games until you get to the point where perhaps the league says, okay, the governments and the health authorities that we're talking to are saying it's okay to start playing in our own arenas, in, in the home arenas. So that's what's being talked about uh, from two people that we've had on this show and the, that are on this show and on this radio station, as a matter of fact, because Elliot is on with uh, Bob Stauffer with, on Orders Now from noon to two, and we've had Chris on this show many, many times. So that's what's being talked about. Now, we know the league doesn't want to use the Hub City format but they may have no choice. The virus is going to tell the story and it's going to dictate what happens because it's probably not going to be a great winner. Uh, we're probably, even though vaccines are here, it's great that they're here, but we're probably not going to see the, the real effect of them until we get through the winter and get into the spring when the weather doesn't, uh, isn't so unmanageable and, and difficult. So, but that's the story. So we have a bit of conflicting reports here uh, that, Adrian Dater says there will be no hub cities. Chris Johnson and Elliot Friedman saying, no, they're still on the table. And that's maybe the way they start. And as far as the timing of when the season gets announced and a schedule, and you heard Chris Johnson say, we may not know a schedule until early January. And not surprised me at all, but it doesn't mean they're not doing anything. They're not planning. There's probably a lot going on, a lot of discussions, a lot of things being decided, but we're not going to know the full details I don't know if we're going to know anything this week. I don't even know if there's going to be a vote from the Board of Governors or vote from the Executive Board of the NHLPA. This may drag into next week, but then next week it's Christmas. Maybe we get something between the week of Christmas and New Year's, or maybe we get something right after New Year's. I don't know. But right after New Year's is when training camps supposed to begin, and between Christmas and New Year's is when camps are supposed to begin for the seven teams that didn't make the playoffs, right? And we know there are players that were either European NHL players or players playing in Europe, like the Oilers have a few. That uh, Evan Bouchard, Joachim Nygaard, Thomas Lindstrom are coming back to Edmonton or coming to Edmonton to do the quarantine period and get ready to, to skate and training camp. So we'll see. It's uh, the saga continues, as they say. There will be a season. Will it be January thirteenth? I still think there's a there's a chance, a favorable chance that happens, but we also heard that that could be January 20th. Maybe that's January 27th, or maybe it's a date in the middle. 780-496-0063, that is the number to call and text 620. Dave Campbell for Reed Wilkins on 630 Chat Inside Sports. Back in a moment. Exciting day in uh, in Alberta, of course, Canada. The uh, vaccines are arriving. The Pfizer vaccine. Uh, the first people in Edmonton and Calgary and uh, frontline workers. Uh, there was they received their vaccines today. That's pretty exciting. Last week, John Shannon caused a, a slight furor on Twitter when he tweeted that the NHL is interested in buying a uh, percentage of vaccines, like maybe three to four thousand. 
And then he clarified later that it would they would not be jumping the queue. It would not be before frontline workers and, and seniors in long-term care facilities and the workers that work there would get them first. But uh, he talked about the vaccination plan with Bob Stoffer uh, this week uh, from the NHL. The Financial Times of London put out a story uh, that suggested and, and, and had quotes in it that there were going to be vaccine manufacturers, uh, particularly ones with AstraZeneca out of Europe, uh, that once they fulfilled all of their public health demands, that they would start selling the vaccine to companies. Uh, and you know darn well as I do, Bob, that companies have always been interested in trying to make sure that their people are vaccinated. So I asked the question and I was told, yes, that that was, that was indeed the, the case, but the NHL would certainly not be usurping any position in front of frontline workers, seniors, and those people who are in dire need of the, uh, the vaccine. So yeah. that, really, that really was the story. It, it did kind of uh, mushroom out of control a little bit. And if it caused any, any uh, anxiety for anybody, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> well, uh, but, it, but at the same time, um, this is, you, know, you can legally buy vaccines. Um, and, uh, you know, there are companies every year that offer flu vaccines to their employees. Uh, it just so happens, as I, as I explained to somebody on the weekend, it so happens that when you and I talk about hockey, that's about 30% of the market, and we can get people up and down at us about 30% of the market talking hockey. When you talk about the pandemic and COVID and vaccines, you're talking about 100% in the market. So I understand, I understand the angst. So there it is. And, you know, if, if a certain number of vaccines become available and it doesn't take away from the general population, then the NHL is going to do what they should do and they're going to purchase vaccine. And I think other businesses are going to look to do the same thing as long as it doesn't affect the general population. So a little bit of the record setting straight from John Shannon. We head to Vancouver in the next half hour on 630 Chat Inside Sports. Dave Campbell and for Reed Wilkins tonight and the rest of the week. Thanks for tuning in. 6.34. I uh, noticed that uh, Bob McKenzie has come out with his draft projections for 2021. Third overall on his list, Edmonton Oil Kings, Dylan Gunter, reigning WHL Rookie of the Year, led the Oil Kings in scoring last season, which was uh, cut short by the COVID-19 pandemic in March. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Dylan Gunter. Edmonton Oil Kings. So that's really cool. Really, really cool. Uh, The NFL will not use bubbles for the playoffs. There was a bit of speculation about I say a bit because the NFL, I think, has been very steadfast in their desire to not use them, to keep their schedule as normal, uh, to handle positive cases as they come they've had to jumble the schedule around for about two three weeks of the season just happened uh not too long ago i mean we had a wednesday night game and we had a tuesday night game we've had a couple of other tuesday night games as well but they managed their way through it they haven't had to cancel any games but they said the scenario will be that the players go to their hotels and they stay there the night before the game and and they maintain that that bubble. And then they go to the stadium, and then 
play the game. So that's what they're going to do. No bubble. I noticed too the uh, major league uh, major league baseball owners is telling um, uh, Bob Nightingale, who we've had on before, USA Today baseball writer. Uh, owners are telling him that they don't want to start the season until May because they want Major League Baseball players vaccinated. And Major League Baseball players are saying, no, we want a normal start in April because we believe that we can, we have shown that we can adhere to the health protocols and it'd be safe. Now, we know Justin Turner of the LA Dodgers had to be pulled in the seventh inning, third baseman of the Dodgers, uh, uh, seventh inning of game number seven, of the World Series because he tested positive for COVID. I have no idea why he was allowed to play. Um, if they did, I, I don't know. I don't know why they didn't know. But anyway, they had some hiccups. But overall, they they did a good job. So the players are saying, no, we've we've proven we can adhere to health protocols, and we can, if we, you know, it, we just got to follow them. We're, we're good. And owner, yeah, we want vaccinations by April or, or before that. I guess. I mean, pitchers and catchers are due to report in February in their locations in uh, spring training locales in uh, Arizona and Florida. So already the bad blood is there, but it's interesting. The owners, I mean, basically saying it without saying it, they want players vaccinated. So I believe that would say they want mandatory vaccinations, which I referenced back to Elliot Friedman, who a couple of weeks ago with Bob on orders. Now Bob Stoffer said, the interesting thing will be, will the leagues, demand that their players be vaccinated. Now, I think in the beginning that's not going to happen because of the uh, available vaccines and those that will need them before the NHL can safely move in and not take, as I mentioned, take vaccines away from the general public. So we'll follow the MLB story as well. That is very interesting. And out of Vancouver... The Canucks are facing accusations that their primary logo is an example of cultural appropriation. Sean Carlton is a historian and Indigenous Studies scholar at the University of Manitoba said the Orcas logo, Coastalish inspired imagery, was designed without Indigenous consultation. As a Canucks fan and historian of Indigenous settler relations in BC, the Orca logo, without a doubt, cultural appropriation. That's what he wrote on social media today. And it's been a year of change for sure. And to talk about this in many subjects, to a couple of NHL subjects as well, uh, Andrew Walker has been on this show. The uh, On his Twitter account, he calls himself the uh, King of Vancouver Radio. So I welcome in the King of Vancouver Radio, Andrew Walker. How you doing, Andrew? <laughs> I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing okay. I, I, and I, I appreciate you, uh, the descriptor of my self-appointed uh, title. I mean, that that's pretty high praise for yourself, considering, I mean, I, I know some people you work uh, with over at uh, at uh, at 650. I mean, Perry Sokalski did sports here for years of course, uh, on yeah, our global yeah. affiliate. Uh, got the one and only James Sabalski, Scotty Rintu, who I love. Or in another life, he was calling BC Lion games. So, you know, I would see him uh, a lot more than I do now. But, uh, hey, I mean, Walks, I think I think you're up there, man. I think you're up there and I think it's I think it's justified. Uh, well, I when I when I call myself king, it's not necessarily above those guys uh, who are who we're all on the same team. We're all on the same uh, <laughs> we're all on the same court, King's Court, if you will. 
And, you know, we're getting to a point where uh, we're getting more sports back in the regular run. The NBA's coming back, and it's, well, it's back already with exhibition games. NFL games are getting exciting. Nice to see some CFL signings out there. The, the Man, the Lions have been busy uh, this week since, uh, or the last uh, well, eight days, I guess, since the moratorium was lifted on re-signing free agents. But, you know, I want to start with uh, a story that came up uh, earlier, was it late yesterday or earlier today, uh, somebody has a problem with the Vancouver Canucks. I don't know if it's the Canucks name or if it's the logo that's used, saying that it's perhaps a, you know a, a, a ripoff of an indigenous symbol or something like that. And you know we're in an era where there's a lot of change in sports. Of course, here in Edmonton, the name Eskimos was retired. They're in search of a new name uh, for the football team. Uh, recently, the Cleveland uh, Indians saying after next year, after 2021, they'll retire the name Indians. Uh, the Redskins have been retired by the Washington football team. I, I don't know. Like, are, are we just scraping the bottom of the barrel here? Well, you know, conversations like these are, are they're, they're complicated, as you know that night, and I know you guys probably, you know, went up and down every type of angle over the years with even the Eskimos thing. I, I, you know, I got, I got lots of thoughts on it, and, and for, for the record, um, you know, what some circles are saying now, and this kind of came to light, um, you know, Braden Holtby is the new goaltender, the Canucks, and in, in mm. the big... Uh, uh, Instagram post on, hey, here's my new mask, and he commissioned uh, this European painter to basically, um, you know, kind of those classic uh, indigenous BC symbols, top of the, the totem pole kind of thing, uh, and the mask is beautiful, and, uh, and you know, there was some blowback on it and basically said, hey, you know, this is indigenous art, and uh, you didn't use an indigenous artist, and, you know, and that's, that's not quite right. So I wouldn't say that was a huge controversy, um, but the pushback basically had, you know, Braden Holtby saying, all right, you know, I, I won't use the mask and, and uh, you know, and, and that's that. And some people, it makes them, you know, roll their eyes. And I, I think there's an element of truth to that, too. Now, with the logo in question, and I, and I think this kind of spurned on, I think my problem with it is I think we're a little bored and I think people are... are <laughs> You know, looking for for the next thing, and and while listen, Redskins had to change, and certainly Chief Wahoo had to change, and and further to that, now the Indians are changing, and um, you know the Eskimos opted to change their name. I I think moving forward as a society, and and recognizing, hey, it's not always what you know we think. It's about listening to you know, other cultures and other races and things like, I think it's really important, but I also think there's a bit of a line where it's like, okay, yeah. like we can't just look for the next thing that we deem to be offensive or wrong. And, and, you know, what this latest story is, is on the Canucks Orca logo, which is uh, a whale in the shape of a sea. And, you know, the way the, the, the the whale well you know the logo the way it's mm -hmm. illustrated is is kind of a uh, you know um, a take on indigenous art and it's been around for twenty three twenty four years from now so why right. is this all servicing now do I think it's a little much yeah I think it's a little much I think people are bored I think people are looking for the next thing uh, I think people are always trying to be more woke than the person beside them and there's an element of of hey, this is good, this is progressive as society, and, and, and there's an element, I think, of, of wasted energy. Now, 
to go you know further on this like you know here in in bc there's the truth and reconciliation commission which you know more or less uh says you know uh indigenous people were here first like quit ripping off their art quit making profits off their art and i think there's an element of, of that here i think it's i think i think that conversation is is fair to have um and at the same time i mean why now it's been around for 23 years yeah. uh is this an ongoing i think it's important that we listen is this a, is this an ongoing issue that certain circles have always pushed back on or is it just the new flavor of of the week um you know so I, I guess more is gonna is gonna come out of this. I'm I'm not opposed to having those conversations with uh, indigenous leaders to to figure out, hey, like, is is this a deep seated issue that's been around for a long time, or are a few people that you know really just want to cause up the latest controversy bored because we're sitting in a pandemic? Yeah, it's it's very important what you said about uh, about listening as well, and uh, I think that's very important. I think all sides need to listen to the other side as well. And I think that's something that we're losing. And uh, I am worried we are, we are in a offended by anything culture, but at the same time, you have to find out, you know, where the origin of the name comes from. Uh, I think that's important. And I think it's also important to find out why people are offended by it and to see if it's, if it's, if it's just something that, that uh, a few people think or, you know, like the Eskimos name, is it something that is more of a, a divisive topic with the community of enough people? And that's where ultimately, I think that's where the, the change happened. And yeah. plus sponsors also, let's face it, put a, put the, put the noose on the uh, team as well, saying, if you don't change, we're going to pull the noose and, uh, you know, we're going to take away our money. So that's, that's not good either. But I think what you're saying is, and I agree with you, we have to have more conversation, more rational conversation. And we have to listen to each other. So we'll, uh, well said, Andrew, as we're joined by Andrew Walker from uh, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver. Uh, so the NHL, I think we're going to see something hopefully in the next month or so. Uh, you know, it's funny because we always talk, we'll always talk about that January 1st date. Uh, and I think last week or, you know, 10 days ago, we're like, I don't know if that date's going to happen anymore. And now we're wondering if January 13th will happen. Uh, but... You know, we're, we we talked about it last, or I talked about it, how there's a report out of Colorado from Adrian Dater, who's been a longtime NHL uh, NHL uh, reporter, saying that, no, I've heard that everyone's going to play, all teams are going to play in their own building. And Chris Johnson from Sportsnet, NHL on Sportsnet, uh, the fine insider, uh, said, well, and Elliot Friedman said the same thing, uh, I don't know if we're going to go that way to start. We might have to have hub cities. But uh, however it goes, it just would be nice to get the NHL back and we are going to but it's been a tough wait yeah for sure and and I, I think you know we are even talking a little off air I, I think even life-wise right now we're all going through stuff and it's a hurry up and wait thing and every day with with you know this vaccine news and the pictures on the news I, I think that we can finally you know look at everything with hey like there is a little light at the end of the tunnel which makes all these conversations a little a little easier uh, the NHL is going to play. I think we know that. I don't know if it's going to be directly on, on the 13th, but let's be honest, you know, barring some sort of disaster, it's going to be at some point in January. Teams got to make money. Players want to get paid. Um, I don't necessarily know if it's going to be uh, hub cities. Like Canadian teams aren't going to be, you know, traveling outside of Canada anyways. We, yeah. we know that. So I, I wouldn't be overly surprised to see teams just playing in their own building. But it's going to be a lot of back-to-back -back scheduling. It's going to be a lot of, you know, Edmonton's out in Vancouver to play back-to-back -back and then goes to Calgary to play 
back to back. It's certainly not what we're what we're used to, um, but it's going to be it's going to be NHL hockey. We're going to be glad that it's that it's here when it's here. And when we talk about the Canadian division, I think everyone agrees with one thing, that the Ottawa Senators will be, even though they're better, they'll be seventh out of seven teams. Uh, and it does seem like out of the, the the rest of the group, the sixth group, you could be interchangeable. Uh, I know a lot of people think the Maple Leafs are going to finish first, but where do you see the Vancouver Canucks in this mix of uh, six teams? Well, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't see a ton of, a ton of separation. I, I agree with you. I think there's one team in this division that would not define their season success or failure based on making the playoffs, and that's the Ottawa Senators. Mm-hmm. Um, and that said, I, I, I do like the makeup of the Senators. I think they're much improved. I, I like the acquisition of, of Matt Murray. Uh, I think, yeah, but I, I, I agree. I think they're the safe pick for, for seven of seven. Now, as far as the Canucks go, I mean, we're coming off a year in which um, they made it further than any Canadian team out there. We, you know, I remember, remember the postseason there. I, you know, a lot of people don't love their offseason. I think it's overblown in, in the sense of how, I'm using my air quotes right now, but how bad it was. I think Nate Schmidt is a, is a huge upgrade. I think people bemoan the loss of Tyler Toffoli, but really he didn't, he didn't play here a, a whole lot and he was injured in the playoffs and they scored a ton of goals in the regular season without that guy. Um, Markstrom was great. I got no problem with Braden Holpe. I think that's a nice little plan B for them. So all that said, I think they're, I think they're, they're, they're somewhere in the middle. I, I think we're splitting hairs when we look at um, Vancouver, Calgary, and, uh, and Edmonton, and even Winnipeg. I hate to say it, but I think the team to beat is probably the Toronto Maple Leafs. And this is not a new thing. No, they can't win a Game 7 to save their life. They can't win a big playoff series. But they've been a very good regular season team for the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're going to win the majority of games. I would pick the Leafs to finish first. Um, and then it's a dogfight. I mean, I, I do like the Winnipeg Jets. I probably would rank uh, them second right there with Edmonton because um, Edmonton's top-end talent. But on, honestly, I, I think that it's... Uh, it's a pretty big wash anywhere from Montreal to, to Winnipeg in the middle. Uh, one thing it will be, it will be a lot of fun when we get going finally with the 2021 NHL season. Andrew, as always, it's great to have you on the show here. Uh, all the best. Stay safe and, uh, and a Merry Christmas to you and your family as well. Hey, you too. I usually come to Edmonton for Christmas, but uh, unfortunately I had to cancel that a couple weeks ago. So family's going to stay there, and I hope everyone there stays stay safe as well. There you go, Andrew Walker, who uh, hosts the program at uh, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver. Yeah, the Canadian divisions it's just going to be insane, whether it's, uh, I mean, the, the plan is 56 games, so that's a lot of games uh, between the uh, seven teams. And if I were to rank the Canadian division, I well, let's start with the easy one. I would put the Senators, obviously, seventh. I do agree the Leafs, number one. Number two, man, this is tough. Um, I would probably say... It will be the Vancouver Canucks just because I think they're top end talent. And I know they lost to Foley, but uh, they didn't see a lot of Toffoli in the playoffs. And he played, uh, I think the group played pretty well. And I do think they're going to step back a little bit, obviously, with uh, the loss of Markstrom. But I do think Demko and Holtby should be good. So I put them at two. I put the Oilers at three. I think they've done enough to address their depth. Goaltending is a concern, obviously, too. Um, but I, you know, 
I'll bring up the name and I'll probably bring it up later in the week too. But Anton Forsberg could be a wild card in this goaltending scenario with the Oilers. Uh, so I would put the Oilers in, I put the Oilers third. I would put the, I'll put the Canadians in fourth. I do like their off season. I do think they got better up front. I thought they got bigger and stronger flames. Even though they got Markstrom, I, I don't like their forward group as much as a lot, a lot of people. The jets bother me a lot because I just don't think they get enough from uh, maybe their secondary talent compared to their high end talent with Shifley and, um, well, I, I would used to think Liney was high end talent, but I'm not sure. I think he still is, but you know, Shifley is still good. Connor is still good. I don't think their defense is as good. And even though they have Connor Hellebuck, it's not, you know, he's not a miracle worker. Right. So I would put them at six, but man, one through six, I think Toronto's pretty solid at one. So maybe two through six. I mean, it's, it's just put them in a blender and you get a different result every time. So that's how I see it. Anyway, we'll find out back in a moment. You can, of course, uh, call or text. It's the same number, 780-496-0063. John texts in his top seven for the Canadian division. Leafs, Flames, Canucks, Oilers, Canadians, Jets, and Senators. And to recap, the top story, WHL season will not start January the 8th. The league will hold a Board of Governors meeting in early January to discuss their options for a for a start, a start date to the season and obviously citing uh, restrictions in various provinces. They expand over, uh, they span over four provinces and two states. So they will discuss their options in early January. And of course, right now they can't get fans in the stands, which is, uh, or probably can't, because, which is a big, vital part of their league. Next hour, we'll talk a little football. Head to Regina, talk some CFL. We'll find out more about uh, Chuba Hubbard season, short park product uh, down at Oklahoma State. Back in a moment. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.